0: imagine a society without trucks there wouldn't be much of a society hi everybody i'm bob bowman managing editor of supply chain brain and this is the supply chain brain podcast Think about the role that trucks play in our economy. Without them, our lives would come to a complete halt in just five days. We'd see critical shortages of food, drinking water, medicine, fuel, and other daily necessities, not to mention an absence of public transit, industrial production, and trash collection. There's a new documentary that's out to drive that point home. It's called Be Prepared to Stop. And it lays out all of the issues that are endangering the continued operation of trucks, not least of which is the nation's crumbling transportation infrastructure. Today I'm talking with the filmmakers, co-directors Jennifer Clymer and Mary Jane Miller. We'll learn about how they became aware of a topic that's way off the radar of most Americans and why they were determined to make this movie. Watch it, and you too will wake up to the need to address issues of congestion, driver safety, and the poor condition of the nation's roads, highways, and bridges. So here is my conversation with Jennifer Clymer and Mary-Jane Miller. Jennifer Clymer, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. And Mary Jane Miller, welcome as well. Hi, Bob. Thank you. I'd like to hear from both of you how you first became aware of this topic of trucking and how you both got involved in the project. Jennifer, could I ask you first? Sure.
1: My grandfather was a truck driver and from a very young age taught me to respect the road and to respect the industry because the people who are behind the wheel of rigs they are the ones who have a better eye line of everything they they have safety as their first and foremost they were the knights of the road when i was growing up so as i started to get older and driving on the roads out here in los angeles i would become very frustrated with my fellow vehicle drivers who were cutting in front of truck drivers who didn't quite understand the physics of the safety that they were uh, compromising for themselves. So one of the catalysts for this was my hope to try and educate people who were behind the wheel that the people in those trucks are very interested in your safety. The, The thing that you are in such a rush to go and purchase, if that's what you're cutting off the truck driver for, It's probably on the back of that truck, and you don't even realize it. Why would you be compromising your own safety in the effort to get what's on the back of that truck?
0: Yeah, a point you make really well in the course of the movie. Uh, Mira Jane, how about you? How did you come on board with this project?
2: Well, honestly, I was riding the coattails of Jennifer's original contact with trucking industry people about the idea of this movie. She called me and said, hey, I want to do a movie about the highway system and interstate trucking. And I'm like, why, why? That does not (laughs) sound interesting at all. That is not something I want to do, thanks for calling. Mm -hmm. But of course, I am the, I'm the nerd of the group. And so I started reading and the more you read, the more interesting it actually is, the more irritating it is when you find out just how bad of a condition our highways are in. And just how much you depend on trucks and the fact that nothing has been done of any importance in the last eight years and no taxes have been raised in the last 20, well, no wonder everything's a mess. And as Jennifer said, we live in Los Angeles where we are road people and the roads out here are falling apart. And once you put all that math together, you're like, well, this is incredibly relevant really interesting, and for me, a problem that could actually be solved. love mm-hmm. the idea of working on an, a project that's outcome could be tangible. We're not trying to solve world peace. We cannot end man's inhumanity to man. However, we can educate people to the point that we could actually fix our roads, and that was very attractive to me.
0: So, I mean, the very start, the genesis of the project, though, Jennifer, are you saying that the trucking industry interests reached out to you or you reached out to them? Or how did how did the seed of this get planted where the two of you who do have a number of credits uh, in filmmaking, production and direction, but none of it seems to relate directly to this topic? Did the industry come to you and say, we'd like you to do this for us? Or did you kind of uh, come to them and spring the idea?
1: Neither, actually. It was very serendipitous. I went to Washington, D.C. for a film festival. I was executive producer for a short documentary that was at the AFI Film Festival. And as I was waiting for my room to be ready for me to check into the hotel, I was literally sitting in a lobby and a couple of people sat down near me. And I'm a pretty friendly, outgoing person. And as a filmmaker and someone who seeks to tell stories, I like to hear people's stories. So as these two gentlemen sat down, I said, oh, you guys, who are you? What's going on? Tell me. Tell me everything. And they laughed, and the one gentleman said, well, I'm a trucking company owner. And the other gentleman said, I try to influence politics here in Washington. And I said, oh, my gosh, you're a lobbyist. I'm meeting a lobbyist in a lobby. Fabulous. (laughs) And I quickly ignored him because I have no time for lobbyists. And I turned back to the guy that owns the trucking company and said, I love trucks. uh, My grandfather was a truck driver. I have a, a great affinity for trucking. And he laughed and he said, nobody says that. I don't ever meet anyone who isn't in our industry that would be willing to say that. And I told him exactly what I said to you. I'm very, very frustrated when I see people who don't understand how much they rely upon the industry taking their lives in their own hands on the freeways out in Los Angeles. And I asked him why he was in Washington because... He clearly was not from D.C., and he said there was a lot in terms of regulations and what truck drivers needed to go through just to make ends meet, and about the safety and upkeep of the the roads themselves that he was trying to impact in a positive way for his staff, the people that are working on the roads, that's their office. And he wants their office conditions to be the best that they can be.
0: So it was a serendipitous meeting in the lobby of this hotel. That's that's interesting. Yeah. Huh?
1: So they asked me why I was there. I said, I'm a filmmaker. And we started talking about their frustration for how people just in the general public don't really understand what's going on and how much they rely upon their industry. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know, a good way to take care of that is to tell the story, to make it personal, and to bring it to the public in a way that it doesn't come across as boring, dry regulation explanation. It's not a lesson. This is part of their lives, and to share that story through film, through storytelling, is a compelling way to get people to understand the direct impact on them. So we all exchanged cards and agreed that we would meet again. We met a couple more times, and they came up with a better understanding that I am not, I'm looking to MJ. I want to make sure that I'm saying this in the right way, because I can say this and sound like a terrible human being. I will not be bought. I want mm-hmm. to tell stories and I want to do it in a way that is authentic and tells the full point of view. So we set upon a journey to reach out to companies in the industry that would be interested in participating in funding this film with the understanding that they would have no creative say. And we ran into several hurdles where um, there were companies that were interested in completely funding it, but they wanted creative say over the final product, which I wasn't willing to give. So our road to funding this film took a lot longer than what it potentially could have, but I sleep well at night because I know that At no point in time can anyone say, oh, well, this film was influenced because this dollar came into the filmmaker's hands. That was never the case.
0: Well, what was the time span from the initial idea to Final Cut?
2: Uh, Two years. Yeah, two years.
0: That's pretty much par for the course. It doesn't sound um, uh, totally unreasonable. Yeah, it's pretty
2: average. It's pretty average for the kind of film that we were doing. For a film, that a documentary that is following a story as it develops, it can take five years, ten years. But because this was a fairly compact, we knew what the story was we were trying to tell, and there wasn't suddenly someone's long lost father wasn't going to show up and change the whole storyline. Like, it wasn't that kind of documentary. It was easier to schedule interviews. I would also like to point out that in the funding process, one of the things that made this movie able to move as quickly as it did, is this is a problem that is so pervasive. It impacts the trucking industry, the roads, construction, delivery, business. It impacts everyone, and everyone agrees. It's a mess. And so people that might not normally, we might not perceive them as being on the same side of a discussion. They were all for this movie and that helped us tremendously not only in funding but in getting interviews and access because there is no one in any part of this equation that does not agree we have a huge problem and that helped us.
0: Where did you expect that this movie would be seen? Did you get or wish for a theatrical release or is it all online or or showing at conferences? What, What was your idea in terms of where and who would be seeing this?
1: It will be available online. We are certainly open to and have in the past brought it to specific groups that are interested in seeing it. Last September, we took it to Capitol Hill. We showed it to a group of people there that we wanted to know this is something that is available to your constituency. We we want the general public to be aware of it and have easy access to it.
0: I have to say that I was kind of surprised. I thought I was going to be watching a movie that was about the need for funding of infrastructure, maintenance, repair, and construction. And certainly it is that. But then it very quickly broadened the subject matter to start including things like the driver shortage, safe driving, driver drowsiness, drug testing, self-driving trucks, just about everything under the sun – that could relate to trucking. Was that your conception from the beginning, or did you find that the subject matter just grew organically as you got into this project?
1: From the very beginning, the main point that I always wanted to convey was that this is an invisible industry that people take for granted because it's an invisible industry. It works so well, and it's intended to because it's just part of our American life. But bringing someone like MJ, who is a wonderful storyteller and uh, a researcher beyond belief, who quickly started seeing, wait, there are all of these different aspects. This, this is a deep dive. There were several times where I would say to MJ, come out of that rabbit hole. <laughs> There's so much about this industry that is really important and really critical to people in the industry. But we need to keep this in a way that is digestible for people that have no idea about the industry. And I really feel very proud that this is a film that does that. It introduces people to aspects of the industry they would never have known. And it also makes it very, very urgent and personal for them because these are the roads that they travel on every single day to be within three feet of a truck as you're traveling on the road, what does that mean for you? It's not just about the concrete that's underneath your tires. It's about the the person next to you and all of the things that they have to go through to make ends meet.
2: And now I will yield the floor to MJ. It is an incredibly complex issue, as all of your listeners know. They're all nodding their heads right now going, oh my gosh, yes, it's so complex. And there's so many elements you have to consider just to get a truck down the road. So many elements, and we've got a whole another movie sitting on the cutting room floor for your pleasure if you would ever like come watch it. About all the rest of it <laughs> that goes on. Struggles. A mini
0: series, maybe.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, we have roots, baby. We could totally do that. So anyway, that that it was <laughs> it was quite the experience, and. Like Jennifer said, to try to give everyone a taste of there's more going on here than you know. So we're going to show you a little so that you know you have to pay attention. This is big and it's all about you.
0: You know, it must have been a a real learning experience for the two of you in making this movie. And I'm wondering uh, from both of you, what was the biggest surprise or the biggest thing you learned that you didn't know about this subject in the course of researching it and making the movie?
2: Truck drivers get paid by the mile. That blew me away. Because how many times have I sat on the 405 in Los Angeles going a mile every three or four hours? Like, you could not pay me to drive to Mm -hmm. San Francisco if all you're paying me is to drive by the mile. I would say, thank you so much. That's a very kind offer. I must be going. Like, That, to me, full stop, there's a lot (laughs) that stunned me. But the fact that the industry is based on a per mile when we are looking at roads that are continually, constantly, unforgivably congested, that is a different breed of human being, and those are brave men out there on that road, let me tell you what.
0: What about you, Jennifer?
2: The most surprising thing for me didn't even make it into the movie.
1: It's about the wait times and the people who are managing all of the loads, the shipping, and the receiving. So there are all of these additional layers that we didn't have the opportunity. There's only so much that you can pack into a film and not have people go, oh, please make it stop. Like, I've, I've learned too much already. So... Those are the things that I really like. We want to put extra things out on our website, and we we want to leave a breadcrumb trail for people to be learning more outside of the context of the movie that they can see on iTunes and Amazon.
0: Throughout the movie, you have this running theme of five days without a truck, and you take it day by day until by the end, civilization has pretty much come to a halt. I wonder. (laughs) It's horrifying, right?
1: It's horrifying.
0: Was that something that was sort of out there already in the industry, or did the two of you all of a sudden just have this brainstorm and think what a great idea? I'm just curious as to where it came from.
2: It was one of the early things we found in our research that was already out there. A lot of the information was from the American Trucking Association, and another was from a foreign study that looked at the impact of freight transportation. And every time we talked about it, that you could watch people perk up. We could be, I could be droning on at a cocktail party about the fascinating things I'd learned. And the minute you would go to that five days without a truck thing, people stopped ignoring me. They would like actually engage. So we discovered early on that needed to be a tent pole for each point of discussion we were having throughout the film. So it gave you something. When the next one came up, Hopefully, by the end, you were kind of leaning forward going, oh, no, oh, no, what's left? You know, when does it say the zombies attack? I still wanted to put the zombies attack in day five, and nobody would let me, Bob. It was awful. I'm nobody.
0: <laughs> I think it was there. I, I I sort of felt it kind of under the surface. I felt like we were in a a walking dead situation. Certainly not driving. We were walking at that point. One of the infuriating things in this movie is to see lawmakers just get up and blandly announce that there will be no tax increase. There will, you know, there's just basically just not address the issue of how we're going to pay for this at all. I'm wondering if any Congress people have seen this movie yet or if you have hopes or any expectations that you might actually change the mind of this tax-averse Congress and to get them actually goad them into some action?
1: Interesting you should say that. We did take the film to Capitol Hill. Um, Earl Blumenauer was kind enough to sponsor us to be there. And Peter DeFazio is actually in the film. We reached out to a few different congressmen and senators to get opinions as we were making the film. But the fact of the matter is it won't matter to them as individuals if there isn't a group of people from their region who is saying to them, fix my road, fix the bridges, make this easy for the people that are bringing me my goods. It can't just be MJ and I walking into Washington, D.C. with a film under our arm. The reason that we are making this for the general public is because those are the people who need to then call their congressman and say, all of the things that are currently in the news are important. Why are you not also talking about infrastructure? because I do not want to be on the next bridge that collapses. I don't want my kids on a school bus on the next overpass that doesn't sustain, because right now it's at a D minus grade from the civil engineers.
0: Kind of a do-your-job sort of uh, thing. Again, another variation on that. Uh, Interesting also that it really isn't a... a, At bottom, it's not a political issue, is it? It's not liberal versus conservative. It really is something that both sides should be on board with. It's the quote we put
2: in the film that we are so pleased with and that's children curl who is on the board for the owner operator independent driver association and that is roads are not republican they're not democrat they're american and i will say that a recent chart i saw really brought that home if you look back at infrastructure spending over the past three decades go back to reagan both bushes clinton it's been up and down but it's been fairly consistent Congress had supported the idea of paying for infrastructure. 2008, that spending line goes off a cliff because Congress made it their job to impede anything that came out of that Democratic White House. So on top of 20 years of no tax increases, we also have a, an obstruction of Congress for the past eight years. So Jennifer is right on the money. We're not going to be able to change a representative's mind. What we need to do is get those representatives, constituents, to get out the pitchforks, because mm-hmm. that's how this will change.
0: By the way, you, of course, feature a female trucker in this movie, but I couldn't help noticing that there are a, a, two. a, a good number. Two, okay. And and also as spokespeople, too, but I couldn't help noticing that there was a good number of women in the credits um, in the production of this movie as well. Was that a deliberate uh, thing on your part, the part of two of you?
1: No, it wasn't a deliberate thing. It's, I guess, luck of the draw. We know some very talented, trustworthy women that we had been looking forward to having an opportunity to work with. Sandra Suchka, who was our post-producer, is brilliant. She's been doing this for probably longer than she would want me to say. Um, Maggie Chifo is a really dynamic young woman who's now working with Amy Poehler's company, Smart Girls at the Party. And her credits are also super long for her her age. But yeah, it wasn't a specific choice. It was just 2017, 2015, 2016.
0: Let me just finally ask each of you, Now that you've been through the mill and you've learned everything (laughs) there is to learn about this topic and presented us with a very compelling argument but also a very depressing one depending on how you want to look at it, what are your realistic hopes for progress and change in this area now that you've talked to people, you've been out there, you've made this movie? What do you really think is going to be accomplished going forward? My
1: first small goal is any person who sees this changes their driving habits. It's a small thing, but if we can take the number of lives lost down even by a thousand per year, we've made a positive impact. And it doesn't take a whole lot, a little bit of courtesy on the road that changes people's perspective. It is a noble goal, but hopefully it will save some lives. In the bigger, broader context, I would love for people to have a better appreciation for what it takes to bring your mango to the market. If it's December and you have a recipe that calls for blueberries and you go to your grocery store that's two miles away and there are blueberries there, that's not accidental. It needs to be appreciated, not just when you're at the grocery store, but when you're on the roads. And frankly, what we have found already is not just the people who have seen the movie are coming back up to me and saying, I have a newfound respect. And it really does change how I I operate behind the wheel, but I'm telling other people and it's changing their habits for how they're shipping things online, which is another small change that you can make in your life that will have a huge impact on this industry. There's no reason that you need everything the next day.
0: Mary Jane, what about you? What are you feeling these days about the possibility of of change and, and progress?
2: Well, I think the political atmosphere now is much more awake and alert than it's been in a long time. And people are seeing just their base connectivity to each other, that it's not just my house or my town. I think over the years, we've gotten very siloed in that we take care of our own to the point that my school, I'll take care of my school, but your school is on its own. And this movie, in a metaphorical sense, is the ultimate connectivity movie. I can't get my stuff if the roads in your state don't work. We have to be aware that we can't just fix the road in front of our house. We have to fix the road in Chicago or we're not going to get what we need. So if this movie raises that level of, oh, we really are all connected, a policy this big, matters to everyone. And if there is a weak link, it all could fall apart. My big goal is we raise a gas tax or a vehicle miles travel tax or a license fee or something and get the highway trust fund back up to speed. But the philosophical goal is we are all connected. And if this connected tissue doesn't function,
0: we're in trouble. The documentary is called Be Prepared to Stop, available on Amazon and iTunes. Is that correct?
1: Yes, it is.
0: We will also link to your website on the show notes to this episode, but I want to thank you both. Jennifer, thank you so much for being with us today. Jennifer Clymer. My pleasure. Mary Jane Miller, thank you so much for your participation and for your compelling movie. We all hope that it gets seen by as many people as possible and actually makes some real changes. Thank you, Mary Jane.
2: Thank you, Bob. Thanks, Bob.
0: That was my conversation with Jennifer Clymer and Mary Jane Miller, makers of the new documentary Be Prepared to Stop about the trucking industry in crisis. We're online at www.supplychainbrain.com, where we post a new episode of this podcast for streaming or downloading every Friday. You can also read my think tank blog, watch thousands of videos, and access all of our other content, including the digital edition of our magazine. Look for us on Facebook and LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter at scbrain.